Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome in to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast, the official podcast of your New Orleans Pelicans, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and those who cover the NBA on a daily basis. It's time to flock up. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome back to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I know you missed us back on Monday, but it was Lundy Grown. Believe me, we couldn't get Jim Eichenhofer of NewOrleansPelicans.com in here, except I am going to give you behind the scenes kudos, pat in the back, and what are you doing? Because yesterday, there I am on the parade route. I may or may not be having beverages for breakfast. And you text me about our guests that we're going to have on today, which we all love, Jason Smith, television analyst for the Washington Wizards, the questions we're going to have. And I'm like... What are you doing? And you you were working while all of New Orleans was partying. You were busy working, setting up today's podcast, making sure we had a good one. So I'm going to commend you on that. And then I'm going to say, what are you doing? Well, Gus, you know, I was worried that you were having such a good time yes. that you were going to get here like two or three minutes before we started recording today. So I figured I'd give Which you a little. wrong. I got here 10 minutes late. There you go. <laughs> so, But I figured I'd give you a little heads up. So. Um, after I sent the text, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, no, maybe I shouldn't have bothered him today. Oh, but no, it's not about but, uh, but yeah. I was, was just giving you props because that is above and beyond professionalism on Fat <laughs> Tuesday, Mardi Gras Day in New Orleans. Um, but we do have a little bit to get catch up on. So, again, today's the last podcast until a week from now. We'll come back next week because it is all-star break. So we kind of got some things to touch on here quickly. But, Jim, one of the things that's interesting is the last two games of this road trip, there were wins. There were not pretty at Portland, not pretty against Memphis. Bottom line, though, this team found a way to win. These are games that we always try to talk about differences from past Pelicans teams to present Pelican team. And that's one of those things that's different, right? I mean, those might have been losses. Maybe you don't find a way. They scored 10 points in the fourth quarter against Memphis yeah. on Monday. One zero, ten. And one. Mm. So is that how you look at that three and one road trip? Yeah, I think this is something that we're gonna talk to the players about whoever speaks at shoot around later today is just the defensive performance. And you know, granted, 
the Trailblazers and Grizzlies are both near the bottom of the league in offensive efficiency. But I still maintain that in 2024, if you hold two teams under 90 points in consecutive games, that's a darn good defensive performance. I mean, we don't even really talk anymore about when we do stats like they held two teams under 90 points. It's always if you if you hold anyone under 100, it's an amazing effort. So right. you're right. I mean, they were able to find ways to win on nights that they didn't play particularly well, weren't really sharp. They looked a little bit like they were kind of worn down a little bit physically from the road trip. And I think mentally just a lot of teams are at this stage of the season where you kind of have one eye on the all-star break, but to their credit, they won the games and that's really ultimately what, what matters. They're not going to be able to play that way against a lot of the teams in the second half of the season that they have coming up and still be able to win. But at least on those nights, they were able to get victories and to go three and one on the road trip with the one stinker against the Lakers. I mean, Bottom line, I think you, you, you'll take that. I think one of the things that you brought up to Graf on Monday, which he brought up on the on the show uh, in the pregame, was if the Pels could just win either Monday or Wednesday, they'd be guaranteed the sixth spot. And we've talked about this. Look, we try to look at and help during this podcast to kind of look. How do you look at this month of January? We looked ahead for y'all back in early January to kind of have perspective on things because as fans and as media members, we can tend to be like, Oh, they won this game or they lost this game and trade people and fire this mm-hmm. people, or this is great. And they're going to win the championship. We need perspective. And, and, and there are peaks and valleys in the season. And for the most part, they've been able to sustain being injury free. We hadn't even really got a chance to talk about the loss of Dyson Daniels. Right. That's mm-hmm. they're back in town. Maybe we'll get an update today as to a timetable for that, but we haven't. But a meniscus tear is going to keep him out, and that's a big piece defensively. But, Jim, for the most part, we looked at January and said, hey, be above 500. We looked at February, and you brought up more East Coast games than West Coast Conference teams. You should be able to get more wins than losses here. It's, what, uh, 12 total or 11 total? 12 total games yeah, in 12 February. 12 total games. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. then we were like, okay, 8-4 would mm-hmm. be a good, seven right? 7-5, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you want to do that. Starting out 5-1 and one here, if you can go 6-1 and one into the All-Star break, Jim, already you're going to be in sixth place, like you're saying today, right? I, I think we're, we're good at six. Right. I think mm-hmm. Dallas can't, can't play. Um, right. Can't, can't pass you. The only way that you could drop out of six is if Dallas wins tonight against the Spurs okay. and you lose against the Wizards. So that's the only way that you're not top six. If you win, you're definitely top six. You could actually move up to fifth, but you would need to win and you would need the Phoenix Suns to lose at home against Detroit. Now, the Pistons have been giant killers lately, but uh, I'm probably not going to rely on that too much. But it's crazy, too, because when we last talked on, on Friday, Jim, teams one through four, you had two teams tied and then three and four, like a half game. And somehow over the weekend, there's been a little separation there. You got the T-Wolves. They got a big win. Uh, late in that game, they, then the Thunder are a game back. The Clippers, who they beat, the, the T-Wolves right. did, mm-hmm. are now two back. The Nuggets are two back. And then you have that separation like we talked about. I think it's a four-team race for five, six, seven, and eight as to where it's going to go. The Suns are six back. Pelicans are six back. Identical records. Phoenix, 32-22 and 22 with New Orleans. Dallas, a game back, 31-23. and 23. And you got Sacramento, which you've brought up. Pelicans have the edge because they won the season series on them. They're seven and a half. So you have a game and a half lead on them and they lost last night. So that's a big thing that you can maybe get another half game on them by Mm -hmm. winning today. So again, you have 20 something, you know, 20, what, eight games 
28, go, yep. yeah, 28, 28 left. So it'll be 27 mm-hmm. out of the All-Star break. It, it's hard to make up a ton of games. You can get four or five games, huh, from the eighth, ninth spot. I, I'm feeling better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're three and a half ahead of ninth right now. I'm going to talk about that a little bit more at the end and when we go through Western Conference Wednesday. But you're right. I mean, I think you have to look at the standings right now and say that the goal is to try to finish in the top six. Um, I don't think we really know, and we're, I don't think we're going to know for a while what the difference is between finishing fifth and sixth. Obviously, with you, you went through the top four teams, Minnesota, OKC, Clippers, D- Denver. We don't know how that's going to shake out, so I don't even know if it's going to necessarily be an advantage to finish finishing fifth instead of sixth, but you definitely need to get want to get into the top six so that you don't have to go through the play-in tournament. So Pelicans are definitely heading into a stretch, like you mentioned, where they have a lot of teams in the east and they have a lot of teams that are, you know, kind of the middle part of the standings. Also some teams that have been banged up lately, uh, you know, after the break, they play the Knicks. That's one of the games. And the Knicks have a bunch of injuries, almost as many as any team that's kind of in contention right now. So it's an interesting stretch, but they, they need, it would be, it would be really nice to close this first half of the season out with a win against the wizards. And I feel like if you don't get this win, you're going to go into the break in kind of a sour mood. And this is a tough one. You're going to look at the record and you're going to say this team hasn't won 10 games yet, and they haven't. They've only won nine. But, Jim, they play hard. We're going to speak with Jason Smith, television analyst, former Pelican, but now covers the Wizards. He's going to tell you what they tend to do, and they like to run. And this is one of those games, the dreaded, as the graph says, the dreaded first game back following a road trip. Now, the good thing about it is I was trying to get some people hooked up with some tickets. Apparently, they aren't that many. So that's that's because I do think the crowd tonight, the blender tonight can maybe help push. I think you're going to mm-hmm. see some tired legs, that mental fatigueness. It could or could not be there. I do think a lively crowd can maybe help tonight. I'm hoping it's not a tight game, but do you think the crowd can maybe help on the last game here before the break? Definitely. And, you know, no disrespect to the Wizards sure. or the last team that visited here, which was the Toronto Raptors. But you don't think that a Wednesday game in February against Washington is going to be a great draw. You don't necessarily think a Monday game against Toronto is going to have huge attendance either. But it's it's funny, just the the actual kind of rarity of how many times the Pelicans have been in the Smoothie King Center lately with how many road games they've played, it, I think has helped. Because people really want to see this team but you're, play in person, but your opportunity to do so in the first three weeks of February is really limited to just the, the game I mentioned against Toronto and this one against Washington. So... Yeah, I think it could be something that helps with the momentum. I think one of the things that you have to worry about probably the most with the Wizards is just them having a big offensive night. They're 30th in the league in defense and 30th in rebounding as well. Or they're not 30th. They're they're close to 30th in defense. They're definitely last in rebounding. So they, uh, they struggle if they don't have a, a prolific scoring night with some of their top weapons offensively. They really don't have a chance to win. So I think if you can play even close to the defense that the Pelicans have played in their last couple games, you should have a good chance to be able to win, the, win this game tonight. 30 to 60 seconds here. What, how big impact is not having Dyson perhaps for a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a shame because defensively, I mean, we've seen even from his the first week or two of his rookie year, the guy is so far ahead of what you expect from a, a early career player on defense. But lately, he's I feel like he's taken it to a different level. I mean, the last couple games he played, it was like, you know, we talked about, we joked about this uh, on the radio post game. 
there was a game where he was really the MVP of the game, and it wasn't that he had 25 points. It was that he had three or four steals, a couple blocks. And so I definitely think they're going to miss him because in the backcourt, you know, he's been their best defensive player among the guards. Now, the Pelicans do have some other defensive players off the bench. You know, Jose Alvarado was huge in the Memphis game. Najee Marshall also is a guy that can guard a bunch of different positions and has a lot of versatility. But um, not having Dyson, I think, is is big. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we don't know a timetable yet, but I would think with the injury like that, we're looking at a pretty significant stretch. Um, don't want to speculate on that, but they, they definitely will miss him. And it's it just stinks for him because, you know, he's picked for the Rising Stars competition that he's going to be at. It just seemed like things were kind of trending in the right direction. He was even, you know, I thought recently making improvements on offense as well with being more aggressive. He had he had a couple dunks that people were like, oh, okay, okay, Dyson. Um, so just the timing of it. I mean, the timing is never good for something like this, but it just seemed like he was right. really coming into his own. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it, it stinks, but we'll see what, what's the latest from the team. Time now to talk a little bit about the Wizards and more importantly about his time here. It's always fun when we get to catch up with Jason Smith, former New Orleans Pelican and now member of the television crew that covers the Washington Wizards. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Time to welcome in our guest for the day, and it's one that I know just brings a smile to Jim Eichenhofer's face. None other than our favorite friend. He's yours and mine, Mr. Jason Smith. Sir, how are you today? I am doing good. It's going to be a great matchup today against the Wizards. I don't know. Uh, I think you guys might have our number, but we'll put up a good fight. You know, Jason, before we get into some of the details of the game tonight in the Wizards and the Pelicans, wanted to take another trip down memory lane with you. That was something that we did in December. The last time the Pelicans played against your Washington wizards. Um, wanted to kind of go through some teammate questions. Now we have a thing on our website this year called know your Pelicans, where we ask players on the current team to discuss their teammates. And, you know, we have some funny questions that have gotten some funny responses. So we wanted to go through that list first question. And now keep in mind, listeners, this is, Jason Smith's teammates during his time in New Orleans, 2010 through 2014, he was here, his first stint. 
Um, so all of these are going to be related to that era of New Orleans Hornets slash Pelicans basketball. First question, Jason, is if you were in trouble, who was the teammate that you would first call to help you out? Hmm. Oh, man. First teammate to call to help you I, You know what? The first person that comes to mind, probably Ryan Anderson, the guy that I really hung out on the team with the most. Um, uh, close second, man, probably Drew Holiday. I mean, he was on the team. He was a teammate of mine up in Philadelphia. Great guy, great family man. Uh, but I would say probably those two guys. Any other guy? Yeah, they probably just like ignored the call. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, there was a related question that we asked uh, players this season, which is who's the uh, slowest person to react to a text message. <laughs> we haven't we haven't put that on the site yet because uh-huh. there was a. F- I think there was a lot of n- no uh, no comments on that one, so it didn't really make for good article but wonder if they could be like strategic you know strategically just looking at that text jason but just not responding you <laughs> know what i mean Pretending. you know who doesn't respond to texts ironically the same person ryan anderson he doesn't respond to texts <laughs> he doesn't hardly answer calls so that's why i was kind of like maybe maybe ryan isn't the best person to exactly <laughs> throw out there and be like you know what ryan i'm in trouble wait he's not picking up his phone or texting me back so maybe not the best answer right there you know speaking of people that you trust and yes. teammates you trust this is a good one this the is second good. category is and i know you have a couple youngsters yourself jason who is the teammate that you would trust the most to babysit mm. it's a big question oh hell no i ain't <laughs> trusting any of my teammates to babysit no chance not a one not a one i am very particular about my kiddos now, granted, I didn't have any kiddos in New Orleans, and I'm trying to think of, like, teammates that would be good babysitters. Mm-hmm. But, no, I'm not picking a single one of them. No chance, no way. I'd say the only one that I could possibly trust my kids with, probably Drew Holiday, because he has kids. That's and right. And he was a very calm. He was never, like, super excited about anything. And whenever he was around kids and, like, public stuff, he was very good with the kids and mm-hmm. interacting with them. So maybe Drew um ryan anderson he is great with kids he has kids now as well but i at the time i don't know if i could trust ryan with my kids because he might forget them um he was very forgetful about stuff. Mm-hmm. uh yeah so I, I would say i probably drew holiday how about jim eichenhofer would you trust jim eichenhofer with your kids jim uh don't touch my kids get okay. away from my kids because my kids will be like oh daddy had to go um, uh, treatment on something, and Jim would be like, "So, what did he get treatment on? Me was it his ankle, was it his shoulder?" Exactly. Yes. Digging, oh, he'd be peppering him for questions and for, for answers. <laughs> I got even you. If, even yes. if I'm speak, even if my source yes. is a second grader, I'm not. I'm not sure what, what age your kids are. But are, are, those da- are those daddy's crutches there? Is that a walking boot? Is that is that, is that really a walking boot going on there? How long has he been in that walking boot? Did you like some chocolate? Um. That sounded weird, but no, I, I I'm with you because it is right. You see, I, I I'm blessed to at least have the the seven year where I'm like, can, can you just put? He puts himself to bed. He brushes him to his teeth. So I just basically need somebody there to make sure like the house doesn't burn down, which he doesn't stick anything in electrical outlets or anything. So I got lucky, you know, from that standpoint, Jason. I don't have any anything that basically I just need a babysitter just to just kind of keep an eye on him so I don't get in trouble. If that makes any sense. Yeah, once they get older, it's yeah. a lot easier Much to easier. have somebody come over and sit on the couch and make sure that the house doesn't burn down. But when they're like a baby baby, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm not yeah. trusting no, that's any different. of my teammates. Oh, can you 
can you use this bottle and don't put it in the microwave too long? And, <laughs> and they'd be looking at me like, you want me to do what? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. They, yeah, I guess you did have to specify, Jim, age. Age of babysitting right, here. Right. Yeah, that's Jason, a good point. you definitely could trust me. I wouldn't burn anything down. You have my promise. <laughs> so next there question. There we go. There we go. Next question. Who is the, who is your slowest teammate to reach for the check at dinner time? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, you know, as painfully honest as this is, I'm probably going to put myself in that conversation. Because <laughs> you got uh, kids. <laughs> I got kids, man. And it's funny that you say that because anytime anybody would be like, oh, I'll put $100 on this half-court shot, I'd be like, nope, not in that game. Uh, I got kids, bro. Nah, I can't be doing that. Nope, not doing it. So anytime we went out to dinner or we went out to or anything like that, I was uh, probably the slowest to pay for something, mm -hmm. but I made sure that I paid for myself. I uh, just didn't want to be disrespectful, but also I wasn't really making the max amount of money that some of these guys was making. So. Right. It's it's funny because a lot of the answers from the team this season were guys either voting for themselves mm -hmm. or saying that they would pick a rookie because they would say, like, you know, this guy doesn't make that much money, so he's compared to some of the other players, so he's justified in being the slowest person or, you know, some, some would say the cheapest, but see, I would think Jason, it would kind of go to the extent of, is it above the per diem? You know, if it's above the per diem, then yeah, you're a little slow. If it's under the per diem, I got it. You know? Well, majority of the places that the players go out to eat at are like Del Frisco's <laughs> and right. Grill. So majority of those places are above that dang per diem. So <laughs> when you're going out with five or six teammates and they're ordering, a lot of things. We're not small guys. We eat a lot. True. Right. And if you got a bill that's coming up at six hundred, seven hundred dollars, you're like, ooh, yeah, my, my God, I did not bring my wallet. <laughs> oh man, I forgot my wallet. They Dang. don't take Apple Pay. <laughs> ah, who who was your uh, funniest coach that you had while you were in New Orleans? It could could be an assistant coach. It could be anybody on the on the staff. Who was the funniest coach you had? Um, this could be terrible to say. Because um, he's a very prominent coach now, but Mike Malone was hilarious. To me. Mm. I don't know what it was about him. He had this inner that was always like energetic and outgoing and everything, and he would always kind of be on the scout team. And I remember this one time he took an elbow from a player, and we didn't know if he was actually pissed or if he was just throwing up a front because it was game day and we we're going through a shoot around. Well, he did not appreciate it. And we slowly realized that he was not joking, but man, as soon as he like snapped out of it, it was the funniest thing ever. And now granted, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but he's always a guy that has some quirky thing to say. He's got a smile on his face. His family's amazing. Mm -hmm. So just being around him, it put a new light on what NBA coaches are like for me. Yeah. I remember he was here for, I think just a, a season and, he was, um, yep. I just liked his New York, he has kind of that New York City attitude and wit. <laughs> yeah. I think his his dad was a longtime yeah. basketball coach who also, I believe, was from New York City or from that area and kind of had that accent. So mm -hmm. he always cracked me up with uh, some of the stuff that he would say too, even though, you know, he, he was here for a brief amount of time. I, it's, I've always, it's always fun seeing, you know, when I was traveling with a team or when his teams come here, just saying hello to him and he always remembers me. So good, good dude. Um, Last question on this front before we get into the Wizards, Pelicans is um, who was the teammate of yours in New Orleans that enjoyed road trips the most? Oh man, enjoyed road trips is basically any of the young guys, any of the guys who like to go out and party because they want to get on the road mm -hmm. 
and you know enjoy the nightlife or or get out and, and see different cities that they don't normally get to see and it's usually the rookies that are excited to go on the road right um the veteran players who have families and everything they not necessarily dread road trips but sometimes you got kids at home you got mm-hmm. stuff that you're dealing with at home and you can't wait to just get on the road and focus on basketball now those are the players you're like hey this is, why do we play so good on the road well <laughs> There's certain reasons for that, but, uh, yeah, typically the young guys, they like going out on the road. How did you, uh, how did you like to spend your, uh, your time on the road, on road trips, just like going out to eat and stuff like that? Yeah. I I would go to the movie theaters. I go catch a bite to eat. Uh, but most of the time I'm just chilling in there. I've got now granted technology was a little bit different back in the day. I had my computer or I had my iPad or something. I'd watch uh, movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very basic. I'm not the person to typically go out, um, enjoy the nightlife or anything like that. I was, a get my rest, make sure I'm prepared for the next day. It was a business trip. It wasn't a personal trip. I was going to say along the lines along, um, of road trips that, that you're talking about there, it's something that Jim and I talked about back on Monday as well, Jason, the Pelicans, that game against the Grizzlies was the 10th game, right? Eight of those 10 games were road games. How I look, you could see the last two games the Pels played. It's starting to take a toll, right? Going into even this game here as well. But from a player's perspective, you kind of brought it up too about players have stuff at home, their families, you're just tired. And I mean, that's a lot of games that are not at your place in that span, huh? Eight of 10. Now, with New Orleans, it's very different. People wonder why. Why are they on the road so many times? Well, you guys have Mardi Gras down there in New Orleans, and you don't necessarily want the team to around the excitement and the partying and the parades and the traffic and all that stuff. So they were smart in sending the team out. Well, the, the only problem with that is that as soon as you get game five, we have been on the road forever. Mm-hmm. When are we going to go home? So it starts to get a little bit of a daunting task. And it's not necessarily that you're physically tired, but you're just mentally tired from getting on a plane and going to the next city and then playing that game. And you might have played 35, 40 minutes in a game. Then you got to get right back on the plane, go to the next city. And, and you just kind of wait until you get home. And for that team, that's tough. Uh, you you definitely know and you circle it on the schedule at the beginning of the season. Like, all right, we know when the Mardi Gras road trip is. We need to be mentally prepared. We need to see who is physically like dealing with bumps and bruises. And we got to have good treatment and good hydration and make sure that we're, we're eating right. Um, you definitely have to make sure it's a, a conscious, focused effort. Because if you're a young guy going into it, you're like, oh, I'll be fine. There's, there's no problem. Well, come about the third or fourth city, you're like, man, this is hard. Mm-hmm. Mentally, it's just yeah. hard waking up in a new city, a new time zone, and you're just like, what is going on? So for them to get back home, or after the Mardi Gras celebration is all said and done, the city is just kind of recovering. You can kind of tell that everybody's a little bit tired, a little bit uh, a little, little out of it. But I think for them to get back home, it, it's a great feeling in itself. Yeah, you know, to the the Pelicans' credit, they've actually they went three and one on this Mardi Gras road trip, and they've done pretty well on the road going back a ways during this stretch. You know, one of the things that I'm not sure if you were aware of this when you played here too. The other factor that we kind of run into this every year, where the in the middle of February, not just the Mardi Gras trip, but in January they can't play home games on the weekend because the NFL has has blocked off those dates because of the Saints 
in the Superdome because I've you know the Pelicans and Saints can't play a home game on the same day. So you're ta- so what happens is there's always a long January road trip and then there's another pretty long usually Mardi Gras trip as well. So it's just kind of a kind of a quirky detail of the schedule that we have in New Orleans. Um, you know, going to the uh, going specifically to the Wizards Pelicans game now tonight. Um, wh- one of the things that people noted around the league, the Wizards did make a couple moves at the trade deadline, but it, they didn't make a ton of changes. What was your reaction to, you know, just the moves that they made at the trade deadline last week? You know, I think they uh, moved some pieces around. I think um, we lost Daniel Gafford. He obviously went to the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a couple players in. We had Marvin Bagley come in. Uh, Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala went out. Uh, so it, it's kind of shifting of lineups and everything. And, and for the Wizards, the team as a whole, they're really just trying to give guys an opportunity to get out there on the floor. A lot of the young guys are getting chances. There's a lot of different lineups out there. I think for them, they're just trying to put out a good product to really see what could be the future of the Wizards, what mm-hmm. uh, players could possibly make kind of like the cream of the crop. Um, see how they do individually, see how they do in different circumstances. I mean, Denny Avdia is one player in particular that's really kind of strived for greatness. He's he's really mm-hmm. attacking the basket. He's getting out in transition. They're putting him in a lot of different scenarios that he's normally not in. And it's he's really thrived with that. And now, granted, he doesn't thrive with everything, but he's struggling with a couple of things. But you see the advances from game to game. Another player, Kyle Kuzma. I mean, he's he's done a great job of kind of remaining steady throughout the entire season. Now, granted, he'll have a good game here and then possibly get bad game every third or fourth game. I mean, he's human, but he's doing a great job of trying to lead the guys and point them in the right direction. It's just so hard with all the different lineups that they have out there mm-hmm. that it can be frustrating at times. And when you're not winning games, it, it definitely wears on you and gets a little bit frustrating out there. But Tyus Jones has been a, a great addition to the team this last season he stayed through the trade deadline and he's been not only scoring the basketball at a high rate but he's been assisting at a high rate he's got a seven to one turnover ratio right now Mm. i mean he's just taking care of the ball at a great uh, a great amount of time during the game and and he's doing a really good job of finding his teammates and trusting his teammates because it can be hard when you're playing with a guy that you don't necessarily know but yet you're trusting in him you're passing him the ball on time, on target, and you're making sure that he can have a good chance of making the shot. That's all a point guard can do. He does a great job of knowing where everybody's supposed to be at on the floor, kind of instructing guys where they should be on certain plays and, and the spacing of it. So there's been a lot of di- a lot of change with the Wizards, but for the most part, they're continuing to put a good product out there on the floor. Jason, um, they're on a seven-game losing streak right now, so obviously it's been tough you know, amid some of the changes that they've made in, in recent weeks, you know, to your point, Avdia has three straight games of 20 plus points. He only did that five times out of the first 47 games he played. So, you know, in the last week or so he's been playing extremely well. And another kind of stat that I looked up when I was doing research for this game, the wizards have nine wins a season, but in six of those wins, Kuzma has, has scored 29 points or more. So, I mean, it seems like He's been a huge factor behind if they do win a game, he usually has a big night. But for Pelicans fans, you know, maybe that aren't familiar with the, this Wizards team or maybe just watch them play the one time against New Orleans and that was it. When, when you go into a game like this, what are what is 
what are some of the biggest factors that the Pelicans need to be aware of in terms of what makes the Wizards dangerous to be able to pull off an upset or, you know, be able to to win a game like this and a reason why you can't let your guard down against a Washington team like this? Well, the biggest thing I would say is that for Pelicans team, you got to know your personnel. It is going to be a game where it's not going to be familiar names. You're not going to see the LeBron James and Anthony Davises. You're going to be seeing some unknown names trying mm-hmm. to go out there and work hard because they're fighting for their NBA lives. Sure. I think it's going to be an interesting game because the Wizards – love to run in transition whether it's a stop a made basket a steal they want to get out and run and push the ball and utilize their athleticism because if they're going against a set defense it becomes a little bit more of a struggle for really any team but the wizards if they get a steal they are running they're getting out in transition and the nice thing about it is if when they get a rebound if it's denny if it's coos if it's tyus it doesn't matter who it is Basically, every single player on the Wizards can push the ball up the floor. So they're really trying to push the pace and get up the floor and get a quick shot off. Now, granted, they want to get a good quality shot off. But one person in particular, like you said, Denny Avdia, he's been put in a lot of pick and roll scenarios and he is attacking the basket like crazy. I think there's got that magic number with Kyle Kuzma is absolutely 29 points because as soon as he gets close to that mark, they're def- the Wizards are definitely knocking on the door of getting a victory. So it's going to be a fun and exciting game. I'm excited to see how they do against the Pelicans. The Pelicans are now back home, so it should be a good game. Jason, I'm not going to let you off the hook. It is Valentine's Day, so I need a couple of things from you before we let you go, sir. What is a can't-miss, always-win Valentine's Day gift for the family, whether your wife or you, you're oh, good. Oh, come on. Now, you know it's red roses. Yeah. You got a card, yep. and you get a little box of chocolates. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not an ambassador for, you know, eating unhealthy, but come on now. It's Valentine's <laughs> okay. Day. No, I can just roses make... for the wife. Yep. Trying to help. Trying to help here. Um, If there is a romantic movie or comedy you either like or want to admit that or not, or get forced to watch. Is there one for you? Oh, man. Romantic movie. Now, mm-hmm. you could also say this could be a tragedy movie, but uh, I'm impartial to an older movie. Uh-huh. It was a really, really good movie, and a lot of people don't particularly like this movie, but I'm a fan of Titanic. Yeah, I said it. There it is. Titanic. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't, right? I mean, there's no way when that movie came out, there's no way you could go on a date and not have to see that one way, shape, or form. Yeah. I, I love 50 First Dates. It, it's funny. It, it's oh, quirky. A it's a good one. My wife keeps trying to get me to watch The Notebook. I, I haven't had the time yet, Jason. Just haven't had the time to watch that. Yeah, just yet. keep on saying that you don't have the time for that one. That one's a sad one, too. Really, yeah. really good see? movie. But, yeah, The Notebook, yeah, that could uh, – where's the tissue box? I'm, I'm not crying. I got something in my <laughs> Uh, come on now. And you know, who would have ever thought that a movie that was about everyone dying except for the <laughs> one woman turned out to be such a such a tearjerker romantic Valentine's Day special? Not who who would have predicted that? No doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun on that. Jason, as always, man, I appreciate the time. You can be followed there on Instagram, Jason Sticks, like like the group. You like the, the group Sticks? Yeah. Well, it's more of a nickname. No, it's, I know. You know, <laughs> Over on X at Jason Smith 014. He is a television analyst for the Wizards. Thank you as always for the time, man. Oh, absolutely. Anytime you guys want to talk basketball, I am your man. Outstanding. Thank you, Jason. Our thanks to Jason Smith. Again, I always say this every time we have him on, we could probably do an hour. Yeah, he's he's great. He's he's so funny. I mean, he 
he he can roll with anything. That was one of the reasons why I thought of coming up with questions for him for about teammates that he's had in the past because he's always a a good quote and just really good conversation guy. And I'm sure the Wizards enjoy having him as their uh, guy in the studio analyzing the games. No doubt. And it is Wednesday, which means... It's Western Conference Wednesday, Gus. Mm. And I guess I'll start with the the team to watch last week. You know, I've kind of half-jokingly said throughout the season that I've been able to really curse some of these teams. And (laughs) my my pick last week was Sacramento Kings. They actually only went one and three. So once again, a team that really struggled... But the way that their week, their seven-day period started mm-hmm. was so strange. Um, John Schumann on NBA.com had this stat or fact in his column earlier this week. There's been two teams this year that have lost to the Pistons and also beaten the defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Those teams are Sacramento and Oklahoma City. The Kings managed to do that in a, spirit, a period of three days. Wow. On Wednesday, they lost to, at home to Detroit. Then two days later, they came back and destroyed Denver, I want to say they won that game by 20-something points. Um, and Sacramento came back later and lost at Oklahoma City, and then last night they lost at Phoenix. So 1-3 over the last seven days. They're now one and a half games behind the Pelicans. The Pelicans really did make up some ground on them by going 3-1 and one yeah. during the same stretch of games. So New Orleans went from a half game behind the Kings to one and a half games ahead of them now. So interesting little stretch for Sacramento. They actually are at Denver tonight, too. So, I mean, it it doesn't get any easier for them. A team that they did beat at home, but obviously it's a lot tougher to do so in Colorado. Um, The team to watch this week. Now, this was tough because this is a very abbreviated week, obviously, with the All-Star break coming up. But I did find a team that is playing two games. Um, Golden State Warriors are the team to watch this week. They're 26 and 25, four and a half games behind the Pelicans. Now, you say four and a half games, that's a lot, but... They've won five games in a row. They've been playing better. They're in 10th place in the West now. So I think they're a team everyone is kind of keeping an eye on. I feel like throughout this entire season up to this point, whenever the Lakers are Warriors because of the presence of Steph Curry and LeBron James, whenever they win like even two games in a row, people are like, okay, maybe they're turning a corner. And then it never happens. But I think now with them winning five games in a row, it's, it's, it's a much more sustained stretch of winning and I think people are definitely kind of looking at them like uh oh this this team might be getting it together um they play the Clippers tonight on ESPN in in uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. and then they're at Utah on Thursday to close out the first half of the season so will be interesting to see if they can keep their uh winning streak going but man they're uh, they're in a position and how about this the fact right now too Gus that if the season ended today they would be they're in 10th place in the Play-in game would be Golden State at the Lakers in the nine ten game, so that would be that would be quite fun. Especially when you consider, I don't know if you saw this morning. Final thing before we get out of here, the Adrian Wojnarowski Ramona Shelbourne report this morning. I, I did. That the I did, and I the laughed. Warriors made some phone calls to try to get LeBron right. over there, which is it, that was hilarious. I mean, I, LeBron is such a loyal. Player to his loyal. teams. Very I don't understand loyal. what they were thinking. Well, he like, was. He was how loyal you, in this case. How could you? Uh, yeah. How could you think that you could pry him away from a team like Look, that? You and I, don't, I talked I don't about this as a basketball fan. Like to me, MSG, the Knicks, what they're doing there. Which, by the way, 
How do you think the graph would have handled a, uh, oh, my bad, call <laughs> like they got in Houston? Oh, the that, Houston game, that's yeah. A big, look, that's a big L because they're pushing for right. a top three, four spot mm-hmm. there. I mean, I, that mm-hmm. loss could come back to hurt him. It could, and they're they're also, I mean, they're going through tons of injuries right yeah. now. So it's, it's interesting because I feel like there's, them and Philly are a good example of, you, you think at a certain point in the season that a team is going to be locked into kind of a certain area of the standings and then, Things can change drastically. Yeah. Um, Lake or Knicks have lost three games in a row. Philly has gone through. They've won a couple games recently, but before that, man, it was like, are they ever going to win a game without Embiid again this yeah, year? Yeah, they so. kind of you know set the ship. It's going to be a very interesting final 27, 28, 29 games mm-hmm. for a couple of teams here because it is, as the graph says, it's now sprint uh, after this weekend. So next Thursday, the Pels get back into action. Next Wednesday will be our next podcast, but you do have one more game tonight, and it is a big one. Don't look at the records. Don't look at the team. If you can go 6-1 and one to start the month of February into this break, solidify your in six. It's what we said. From this point on, then it's about keeping five or six and just pushing as many games below you I don't want to be nine or ten. I, I look. You don't want to be in a playing situation, but if you have to be, and again, it's a four-team race to try to not be. So, and they're all good. So, I'm not going to say like the Pels are bad because they're in it, mm-hmm. but you just don't want to be nine or ten. You don't want to be a winner go right. home, right? Right. Yeah, and I mean, I, just to kind of take a step back to this scenario that they're in right now. This is a really tight race, and there's a lot on the line. But man, this beats so many of the previous seasons that we've had here. I mean, to be 10 games over 500 like right. this, to have a chance to be 11 over tonight, this is this is fun. I, this has been, you know, last season, the first couple months of the year when they were in first place in the West was one of the best stretches, I think, that they've had. And the most fun time that we've had, unfortunately, went in the other direction. But beyond that, I, mean, I feel like the first 50-plus games of the season, this is this is some of the best uh, basketball and, and, and record-wise that they've had in a long time. So I'm enjoying this. and. Looking forward to the second half of the season. Jim Eikenoffer of Pelicans.com. Jim underscore Eikenoffer is a way to give a follow over on X. And again, we always appreciate you giving us a follow and a like and follow the podcast. And then you will know, you'll be notified. You can select that when the new podcast drops. A new one will be next Wednesday, a week from today. Nothing Friday and Monday because of the All-Star break. But let's enjoy this one and hopefully another Pelicans victory. That's Jim Eikenoffer. I'm Gus Cattengale. Thank you for tuning us in on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or where you get your podcast. And be sure to give Jim and Gus a follow on X at Jim underscore Iconoffer and GCAT underscore 17. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.